0: It's exciting Roger to uh to be um having a discussion with you this morning and so welcome here. So I'm going to start out we'll go back to the beginning where did you grow up and you know give us a little bit about where you grew up and where god was in your life when you were a young child so
1: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning friends. All yeah. friends. Uh I grew up in a um, Area on the eastern shore of Nova Scotia, not many of you guys would, well, some of you would know, Porter's Lake. My family is from all the, along the east coast of Nova Scotia, from Necomtah to uh, Ship Harbor to Owls Head to uh, to, uh Chris Pamsis, Brunswick, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Roger, so kind of growing up in a more rural area, what, did you have, you know, were you, did you have any kind of experience with uh, church or going to going to church or anything as a young child
1: there was uh, i was baptized united um, i don't know where actually it was i think it was muscadel harbor uh, i was uh, an infant b- uh, baptized in united church but uh, where i grew up there was no church per se for united united people there was uh, an anglican church there and a catholic church but there was uh, none uh for the united uh, folks but uh, really i wasn't raised uh in the uh, in that manner in the uh in the eyes of the church or in the eyes of god for that matter right
0: so you've shared before with me there was an incident i'll call it that that happened to you when you were in grade four and you were sent to a different school that kind of had implications on your faith journey for many decades so just generally kind of tell me about what that was Yeah,
1: it was uh, my first introduction to uh, really organized religion that I can remember. Um, It wasn't, uh, I I won't go into great detail, but it wasn't fun. It was uh, more on the uh, uh, horrendous side, actually. But uh, it was grade four, five, six. After uh, being in a situation like that and being called certain names like a heathen or whatever uh, as a teenager i was a heathen i was not very nice to um, my wife in particular or my wife my, my mother at that time um, and a mistrust of uh, religion
0: at that time and mistrust of anything organized for that matter mm. and um we're going to move ahead a little bit here, so uh, you and I actually had some fun talking about this, so we'll spare you all the details, but tell me, you know, you, you were a, a really good athlete as a teenager, so tell me kind of what life was like as a teenager in kind of, you know, eastern shore of Nova Scotia in a rural area. The, uh, in that
1: area, there, there was uh, only three things to do for guys. There was girls, sports, <laughs> drinking. And... <laughs> and <laughs> it, it used to be mixed up, uh, you know. You didn't know which order that was, but yeah. but that's how it was, uh, uh, to be very truthful. And there was a, a ton of us. There was all kinds of people my age because we were baby boomers. Uh, it was not uncommon to have eight, nine kids, each of the families on the road I grew up in. Um, a, just a funny story is how I kind of didn't want to live down there. I would, I had a a neighbor across the road who had eight daughters and one boy and uh, uh, his father come across the road and I I didn't want anything to do with this guy whatsoever and He talked to my father as if I wasn't there and asked uh, my father uh, What my intent was in regards to (laughs) staying in in Porter's Lake and that I could marry whatever daughter I wanted to uh, as long as that was his son-in-law, so that was my I'm not going to be staying there, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and in fact, that's a good segue. So what did you do after after high school? You finished up. You went to university. Yeah, uh,
1: post-secondary education, uh, got into the engineering world, worked with Nova Scotia Power, and then I was... Um, uh, they, they weren't supposed to do that at that time. They weren't supposed to uh, rob Peter to pay Paul, per se. The, uh, MB Power individual come down and took a bunch of us out for uh supper and asked us if we want to go for a tour up here at that time we were afraid that uh uh, we were going to be forced to go to lingan uh which is the if you can picture absolute nothing with about minus 30 degrees (laughs) in the winter time and no not even a tree uh, out on this Ragged Point point in Cape Breton, and we did not want to go there. It was longer to drive there than what it was to go here, for heaven's sake. So, uh, we made our decision very quickly, and there was a bunch of us come up.
0: Yeah. So you were you were actually working at Point Le Pro when it was just getting point commissioned, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was hired as a startup. Startup engineer,
0: uh, worked at LaPro for 14 years, I believe, before. Yeah. And before we uh, keep going, we want to circle back to one thing that happened. And, uh, you know, uh, you, I want to ask you about a personal relationship with a special lady uh, there. And, had, you know, just how did you and Charlene meet?
1: Oh. <laughs> I won't embarrass Charlene too much, but uh, the, uh, we met uh, basically on a ball field. Uh, and she had told me at one time that she made it known to her mother that this was the guy she was going to marry. <laughs> now uh, She was uh, young and uh, but she uh, knew what she wanted. Yeah, she knew who she wanted.
0: So you guys, before you, so you were dating bef- and then you moved to New Brunswick and did Charlene follow we're, you here? We we're, were dating
1: like off and on. Again, I was not a very, I wasn't in my, I wasn't a great person that way like i would i would talk to her and we might go out and then i she wouldn't see me for months so that's a true story uh just i wasn't you know i wasn't following i wasn't tracking right
0: it was like an
1: old truck that's dog leg and some (laughs) of the old boys would know what i mean but but yeah i wasn't tracking right
0: so here's the good news and we'll let roger and charlene tell this story later so the good news is that you know that uh, you eventually got married, and you actually just the two of you had a milestone a couple of weeks ago, right? Share that yeah. with us. Yeah, we uh,
1: we celebrated our fortieth anniversary on Sunday. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So now I'm going to kind of Roger. I'm going to kind of move us ahead a little bit here. So you're um, so you're married. You're living in New Brunswick. Uh, you started your family, and uh, you. St- oldest child was born and just let's do a just a spiritual temperature check where was God in your life at this particular time
1: God was um I knew there was something but I wasn't quite sure what it was uh because I wasn't um I was never comfortable around church uh at that time still wasn't um but I knew um because being left-handed and being in the way of danger all the time uh there was always somebody there i had a few injuries when i was younger that didn't uh end up like this but um i knew there was i knew there was something with me or a presence with me or Mm. something but i wasn't i wasn't sure yeah and
0: and roger at that point in time uh you also uh as your as you as you know as you were starting your young family one of your one of your children had a serious health issue when they
1: were younger um um my oldest, um, uh, Jillie, who's waving, uh, she, uh, I think it was roughly around 20 months or something like that, that Jilly, one morning, we had a German Shepherd that, uh, at that time, it was a wonderful dog, and it was really Jillian's dog, um, when, uh, she used to wake us up in the morning, one morning she didn't wake us up, er, and the dog grabbed us, and growled, and... One to come, one to drag us, and down we went. And Julie was having a seizure, hmm. um, you know, and that um, that lasted right up until puberty.
0: And you know, and then she had other illnesses show up after that, you know. Yeah. So basically that was kind of the first experience with a you know, with a family mm-hmm. member and a serious health issue. So I'm gonna uh move us ahead a few years to nineteen ninety three. So again, yeah. been working at lapro Pro there for fourteen years or something like that, and you're still yeah. in really you know, you're in good physical yeah, shape playing hockey, and playing ball. Yeah, yeah good exactly. Shape. Yeah, and, good guy. and then you came to then there was another really pivot point in your life and that involved a a vehicle accident
1: just a little car accident just but the guy we were hit head on Uh, i was driving my wife's very first car that she bought herself uh this little festiva fiesta festiva festiva and uh you know uh (laughs) this guy Probably showing off for the girls that were in the car for with him, you know. He just got his driver's license, and he wasn't driving the way he should have. It was, it wasn't high speed, but it was the way we hit, and there were no airbags in that car. As a matter of fact, the, the window shattered the next day. It was intact after the accident, but it, it, it hit that hard that the that the window fell out of the back of it uh, while it was sitting in the driveway, and. Uh, it wasn't long after that I started having problems with my left hand, my left leg, a bit swell, and uh, you go to specialists, and they thought it was something that they don't even doesn't even e- exist in its name today, even though they operated on it back then. Uh, I was diagnosed after uh, several weeks in the hospital. I think that was in October. I... Th- Believe and um, the uh, they did it by separating, isolating these nerve sections that run down your body. My, my hand was swelling, it was turning purple, and, and like I said, weakness on yeah. the other side.
0: One of the things I have to interject. So one of the things I've learned about Roger and a few other people is that if they get into too much detail on anything medical that's happening, I might actually <laughs> faint and pass out. So I'm going to spare you some of the details that, but yeah, I've heard them yes. all, and I have to tell Roger, don't tell me that when I'm driving the car, or I might pass out. So, yeah, so Roger, th- so one of the so that was the start of that led to something else. So while that relatively minor surgery was going yeah. on, I'll, I'll spare you the details. the, the surgery. Went awry and Roger ended up with a really undetected serious bleed into his chest cavity. So he ended up in a hospital in Halifax in in a life threatening situation. And you know, you don't have, we won't go into a a lot of detail, but essentially, um, uh, Roger, what happened was there was all this blood in your chest cavity and it basically destroyed your 80% of your lung capability.
1: Yeah. uh, What, what? The problem with blood in your chest cavity is that it, it gels and it becomes like glue. Your lungs uh, they like to they, they have the ability to expand, but they don't like weight on them, water or blood or anything like that. And it goes like glue. And the surgeon in Halifax, it was my mother-in-law actually took me to her family doctor and and then sent me over to another hospital and they saw this large mass, but they didn't know what it was. Uh, but it's it's uh, the surgeon had described it as um, like trying to putting balloons against the wall and then putting glue on and then trying to get the the glue off the balloons without damaging the balloons and uh, it left lesions and adhesions and uh, fibrous material I guess if you want to call it but uh,
0: more uh, damage so Roger tell us you know as best you can so now you went from this you know really athletic vital yep. you know person in their early 30s to now now you're facing life with you know yes. with only 20 percent of your lung capacity which means you had to be on oxygen 24 yep. 7 tell me kind of what happened while you were there in it the hospital was, uh, that
1: for the first year maybe even into the second year was very difficult uh, uh, you know you have to grieve with what you lose whether it's a, a loved one, or a limb, or a uh, lifestyle, or whatever it is, but you, you gotta give it up, and it takes time sometimes to mm. grieve that. Um, Charlene would know that it was a difficult time for yeah. for, for all of us, because we, were, we had two kids. Um, she was doing the paperwork, uh, Charlene was doing the paperwork for our insurance, uh paying bills, that type of stuff was all uh an issue. Um and I was sick. Uh, and my daughter was sick and we had a eight year old son as well. Uh,
0: and Roger, one thing that I wanna just highlight, and this was I think you were in the hospital, you had like a I'll almost call it like a a personality kind of swing there. <laughs>
1: yeah uh actually i was an introvert very much introverted i'd be the country boy that was in the corner taking everything in at a party or anything like that or a gathering Um, after the the uh, second second open chest surgery they're they're called a uh, thoracotomy uh, and i don't want to make richard sick but uh, uh Basically, it's one of the, the, the most painful surgeries you can have because it breaks ribs and all that kind of stuff, so it takes a long time to heal. But I lost track, Richard. Uh, what did you... Well, my question you?
0: was, <laughs> while you were there, you kind of had a really oh, yes, a really yes. serious kind of...
1: After uh, after coming to uh, uh, from that and being alive, uh, I literally bawled for, I don't know, three days. Um and didn't know why had no no reason uh, uh, except for the fact that I'm alive uh, and breathing Uh, but you know I had surgery before in st. John uh, but I uh, in that situation I was unconscious for most of it but uh, this time was different when I stopped, I started talking, and I haven't shut up since. <laughs> uh, to, to be honest, uh, you know, if I get the opportunity to talk, I'll talk, yeah. you know.
0: So Roger, and again, let's just kind of check uh, spiritual temperature, so you you know, I don't know if you can st- recall much about it, where would you say you're, still where you were at that time? Is st-
1: still didn't really have that real bond relationship, I'll call it a bond with God, uh, but I knew something happens because mm. I wasn't the person I was before. Um, uh, this would be at the point where it would seem like to Charlene that she was married to a different guy because uh, now she instead of the quiet country boy, she had the, the country boy that talked a lot. You know? So
0: yeah. So now we're going to make another leap forward here, probably about 20 years, in fact. And again, there's a lot of elements of that story that are really yeah. impactful. And we just, you know, we're, we don't have enough time to kind of cover it. But Roger, over those years, you got involved in several, uh, you got involved in, you know, uh, mental health uh in terms of supporting Canadian Mental Health Association. You were involved yeah. in many committees around locally, like delivery of health care. And you also survived a number of really serious health scares yourself, yeah. like yeah. you had a, a an intestinal blockage that almost that almost yeah. took your life and stuff. And again when you have such reduced lung capacity, every time you do a surgery there's obviously a higher risk. So so through that kind of span of years, again just kind of checking your spiritual temperature, did you have kind of any you know what kind of sense did you have about your purpose, or about God's existence, or all that? How that far? Different? How far are you? So up we're to? Al- we're almost to when we met you for the first time.
1: Okay, okay. The uh, yeah uh, no, it was um, I d- I did have a run of uh, bad illnesses, surgery uh, prior to meeting. Yeah. Uh, the uh, folks. Uh, the, uh, uh, these folks initially then all you folks and uh, we're not up to when no, I know
0: I'll, so I'll take maybe I'll just kind of yeah. take there so so again this is a great story um, well, uh, that Charlene could have some some input into as well anyway Charlene uh, had a co-worker where she was working who was an active member at the harbor and eventually um, Charlene came to, when we came to the, the attended the harbor, when we were at our old location, and through uh, attending there, she got connected to Nancy and I, my wife Nancy and I, who were doing a life group in our home. So Charlene was a regular attender at that, Roger wasn't, and one evening we invited you and Charlene to just come to our place for dinner. That was the first time Roger and I met, and I've never asked you a lot about this, but I guess you didn't, we didn't, scare you off when we were talking about stuff. I think we mostly probably talked about engineering-related stuff. Mm -hmm. And so Roger started attending our life groups. This would have been January of 2017. And Roger, again, you were kind of just sitting in our living room, and you were usually pretty quiet, but he was really actively observing what we were talking about. You know, we were studying from the Bible, and we were talking a lot about how do we apply this to our lives in practical ways. And then in the spring of 2017, Roger, you went in the hospital for surgery on your back, Yep. That was supposed to be fairly routine, and you were only going to be in there a few days. And again, this was another really pivotal event. And again, just give us a give us a sense of the operation went awry. Basically, he had serious nerve damage in his lower back, and so Roger mm-hmm. couldn't walk. And but tell us a little bit about what it was like being in that hospital for an extended period. Primarily, what happened to the people in your life group and at your church at that time? Okay,
1: uh, just just before that, uh, just one little. F- not a funny thing but uh, I had a surgery one time that the doctor had come out and talked to Charlene about why he lived he didn't he didn't understand why I did so well through the surgery so somebody was with me at that time it wasn't it wasn't uh, he didn't understand the doctor and this is a friend of mine the surgeon uh, so I, I just wanted to touch that because uh, I know that that happened. And he came out and talked to Charlene after uh, surgery. Go- going back to what Richard asked me, he uh, uh, I had back surgery. I think the guy had did just a portion of it because of everything else was still damaged on the other side. From it was spinal stenosis, what it's called. Uh, the uh, it left me with a dropped foot. Um, and it left me on rehab, and it left me there for a long
0: time. Um, in fact, uh, it was it was over 100 days that Roger was in the hospital, basically. He was supposed to be there three or four, so it was a it was, uh, long, extended yeah, several months.
1: It's, it was wild. Every time I go to the hospital, they want to keep me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a weird thing. That's why I don't like going to emergency departments. I, uh, apparently, I even fought that when I was unconscious, so... Yeah. Uh, so
0: so while you were there, you had yeah. quite a few visitors. Yep.
1: Um, the uh, the funniest thing was I, I had people coming that I didn't know. There was sp- I had visitors from a Life Group uh, that I had met, but I wasn't quite sure what they were talking about or or uh, how they even remember all that stuff because uh, it, it it didn't relate to to who I was or what I was that, that I thought anyway but uh, uh, Thanksgiving roll came along and um, you know you're sitting in a hospital and you go through all these different you go through I've been there at times where I've missed uh, birthdays anniversaries and uh, I think even Christmas one year I'm not quite sure uh, but uh, this particular time uh, uh, Charlene to come in and uh, so we we're gonna do uh, um, have supper down in the cafeteria and that was after the cafeteria had wasn't serving any food anymore so um, she said no we're, we're gonna have a, 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 a bite down there and uh, when I went down I'm in a granny shirt uh, yeah might as well uh, have a wardrobe of those different colors but, <laughs> but uh, uh, when I went down these uh, individuals that I didn't really know uh, the life group members I didn't know them uh, personally really uh, were there and and they had a huge table set up full Thanksgiving dinner my mother-in-law father-in-law were there uh, the uh there was kids there um you know uh lori's ki- lori's kids were there i uh, i don't know who others kids were there if there's others but i can't remember because uh, i know i'm not to the married stage yet where i got a new daughter but uh, mm-hmm. anyway
0: so that but that was made quite an impression on you the the people very, that people that really didn't have a deep person or you didn't really have it, a deep personal it relationship a, with that made that
1: yeah it had a huge impact on me that people from that side of the tracks, shall we say, the the religion side and my side. Uh, It seemed like, geez, these people really care. Like, you know, like um, uh, they would give up time at home to come in the hospital and have Thanksgiving dinner with me. Uh, Mm. You know, and um, uh, I didn't have a great um, for myself, I uh, loved my wife and kids, but not so much myself, still. Hmm. There's still things missing. Uh, yeah, I, you know. so I'm gonna,
0: yeah, so Roger, you eventually got out of the hospital. I remember we were there when you walked out and determinedly, and uh, so so you and I kind of started basically meeting for coffee once a week. We still did our life groups and yeah. uh, life group, and you were there, we would kind of do another meeting through the week, and so, so we, as we, when we there was definitely a change in the discussion because we would get together for coffee and yeah, we'd kind of talk about what was going on in our lives, but there was always a discussion about faith. And basically, you know, I I think because of our mutual engineering backgrounds, we would kind of, I would would say, we would talk very logically that there was a God, you know, there was a creator of the universe and he created you, Roger, and you know, he had a purpose for creating you, and that was really to glorify him. And, you know, as we talked through this, we talked about Jesus and what it meant to follow him and make Jesus the authority in your life. And, and uh, one day, as we were talking about that, I just said, you know, I said this more than once, but I would ask this, I said, you know, I said, I think you got this all mentally figured out. I said, I think you need to make a decision on whether you want to follow Jesus or not. Right. Yeah, and, he, and, I, and be baptized and accept Jesus as your savior. And his answer was, Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, um,
1: And, of course, being different, uh, (laughs) I wanted to do it in the Chris Francis River. We had a river, so we did it, and three engineers sitting on the, trying to figure out how to keep my
0: feet dry, because I had special shoes and it failed, of course. We did. <laughs> yeah. There was a bit, in my defense, uh, there was a little bit of thinking about, how are we going to get Roger out there? Because he still had to have his oxygen with him, and it was like, okay, we gotta, we're going to immerse him. So we, and we had, I will say, we had lots of muscle out there, in lots case of it was a slip. Shogged, it wasn't going to yeah, be a problem yeah, picking shogged, you up out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was a little bit of logistical challenge to do that. So Roger, we got to really celebrate with you. Yeah, I remember that day very vividly. So that was in the summer of 2018. So I'm gonna. Um, now, uh, what year did what year did you get married,
1: Aria? Aria, uh, sir. Uh, Ari, uh, sir? <laughs> Wherever you are sir. <laughs> 2013 see, Yeah. And, so I skipped and, uh, see, over I that got, part. Yeah. yeah. So I I do have an extended, not extended. She is my daughter, yeah. and uh, my granddaughter. You see her once in a while. Aria. Uh, yeah. She's been dancing in this church. Uh, ever since her grandmother and her mother uh, have been bringing her, um, she's been dancing. So I wanted to say that.
0: Yeah, good. No, good. Uh, good. Uh, you know. it's a obviously a positive Duke. thing to mention. So, so Roger, we're going to kind of. So this is this was about three years ago that you were baptized, and again, we'll kind of cut. We'll spare some of the detail, but Roger actually had two pretty serious health interventions. One was he was in. I don't even remember what it was for. That you actually had kind of septic, Oh uh, septic, yeah. and so there was. There was a, a time for probably a 24-hour stretch where oh, there was serious doubt about whether Roger was gonna live. And yeah. then there was, and I, again, we'll let, we just don't have time to talk about that, no. but there were people praying with Roger at his bedside and yep. you know, around the clock for him. Well,
1: well, Duke had come down and see me in church, or see me in church, my goodness. Uh, the uh, That's one of the problems I have from, I think,
0: the next one I'm going to talk about, so hold that yeah, thought. It's,
1: sec, so. it's, uh, it's, it's finding words, and the words that I'm finding are not the right words. So, but uh, my friend Duke would come down from Fredericton at that time because I was really sick, and and see me in the hospital. Sarah and my wife probably saved my life during that time mm-hmm. because they weren't watching for uh, this issue that came up. with yeah. sepsis. And because they thought I was this lethargic old guy that mm-hmm. laid in bed and did nothing. At all. So
0: that, yeah, and so that was, uh, and you, again, kind of a very quick miraculous recovery. Again, the doctors, same thing. I don't know how he's still alive. That was one. So then, oh. so then the other thing that happened, again, that from a health perspective. Um, uh, you actually had, you got diagnosed actually with uh, uh, cancer. neuroendocrine cancer. So Roger actually does, does have a cancer diagnosis that they're still trying to figure out what kind of treatment is there. That actually isn't the most serious thing that happened. So okay. in, just as COVID was kind of kicking into gear last March, Roger um, had a fall and uh, he actually damaged his kidney. And, or kidneys and uh, while the rest of us were kind of figuring out hey we can't go to the hospital because of COVID-19 restrictions Roger ended up in the hospital and yeah. he ended up on a ventilator yeah for yeah. how long uh, a couple of weeks 12 yeah. tw- 12 days on the ventilator yeah.
1: 4 plus weeks on hypoxemia right. and then the rest uh, uh, was uh, sitting on a in a Two two room, uh, two person room mm. for three plus months again.
0: Yeah, and at this time we couldn't even go visit, right? Because again, such restrictions of COVID, and again, just another. When yeah. Roger was on the ventilator, many people were praying for him, and was, again, is is Roger going to live or not? And so. Um, it's it's been a. It's yeah, great. so it's been a it's been a wild journey. And again, we're kind of hitting the high points. So Roger, I want to kind of wrap this up. We had a great discussion yesterday. We were kind of thinking, Roger, what thoughts would you want to leave with people about? you know, about where you are, it's been, and I'm gonna frame it this way, cause we talked about this a lot, um, do you have a, how would you describe, you know, your journey to, and where you are now in terms of your spiritual well, spiritual uh, walk?
1: I. Um, I it, it's interesting, cause uh, my first venture into this church was into a center, Nick Cole Center. <laughs> right. Uh, I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, um, you know, I was very comfortable there. And I love the the music, I love the music. Uh, I, 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 ha- I can't deny it, I, I love that. I think it brings power to the word of God. And uh, I, I think he hears that and, you know, listens intently uh, um, and amazingly. But, um, and I wanted to. Be, we, we skipped over the cancer thing there. That, that was a that was not a fun thing. By the way, guys, that was that was a that that I I didn't even remember if I had a checkup going into because I, I got a checkup coming on again for uh, this cancer thing. Uh, you know, because um, we got to make sure. I don't know if you ever say you're cancer free. I'm not quite ch- sure how that works. But anyway, I, I won't regress, Richard. I won't scare you.
0: Uh, but one of the, Roger, just to kind of, that's actually a good example, because I know we, every time you have another health scare, we talk about a purpose yeah. in life. And you know, yep. one of the things that I say to you and you readily say, I said, Roger, God obviously has a purpose for your life that I think there's well, so many interventions to keep you, kind of frankly, to keep you alive <laughs> through all the health challenges you've had when I, when I yeah,
1: it's true when I first started going to life groups as a member of the life group uh, I related to, to Paul uh, now I uh, now Saul and Paul now I, I didn't go out and kill a bunch of people or Christians <laughs> or anything like that and didn't pick them out because I don't think uh, you, you guys are purple with pink polka dots yeah. or anything like that so but uh, um, I had that the feeling, that that attachment to him, because uh, uh, that road, that after he, after uh, he, he, uh, shall I say, converted, uh, he uh, had a rough, had a rough go. Uh, no matter what he did, he had a rough go. Oh, that's better! Wow, uh, he had a rough go, um, and for me. Uh, I had a rough go of my entire life as far as uh, injuries, weird things happening, illnesses. My wife can tell you and my daughter-in-law can tell you. Uh, I've been, uh, um, it's been a, a, a wild ride. And even after it became very hard, even right after I got baptized. So that's that balance, uh, uh, evil versus good, whatever way you want, that energy in the world. Uh, it it seemed to me that uh, it was trying to struggle with yeah. me because uh, um, I got knocked down and picked myself back up. Sarah Otea, uh, uh I had fallen one time with her out on the deck and she picked me up by the, gave me the super wedgie and, and, <laughs> and picked me up and my legs were still kicking while I was with my, the lights were out but I was still kicking. Yeah. Um, the uh, my wife will tell you that I had an argument with her uh, the day that I fell about going to the hospital. I don't remember any of that. These guys saved my life again, and uh, my wife saved my life in this process by taking me. Yeah. You know, like guys are terrible about going to the hospital or anything, and some girls, but guys are terrible
0: so what uh, yeah so Roger one of the things that we uh, talked about when we were discussing what we we're gonna do here you know what are your what are your closing thoughts you kind of want to leave people today well, that are gonna be watching I, this I feel video? A, I feel more
1: fulfilled uh, and more comfortable within my own skin um, uh, I, uh, I never felt comfortable in my own skin uh, at times it was ev- it was hard I met some but staying positive and throughout your illness uh, sometimes it's difficult and I know it's difficult for a lot of people to to overcome uh, that feeling of uh, why me but uh, why not me Uh, I had a situation one time very quickly Richard I promise (laughs) uh, uh, that I, uh, I get into trouble with a doctor and I ended up in a room with with uh, uh, this guy that had dementia and uh, I had no reason why she chose that or why she why this doctor put me there but I was there for him not for me and uh, that's how I had to look at everything that this is not for me it's for him it's for the big guy, and it's for somebody else. It's it's not for me. Uh, uh, um, I still carry on today, uh, trying to help the way I can, the best way I can. Uh, I'm I'm still pushing myself forward, still trying to get to Stan Cassidy to learn how to drive with my hands. But I got to do a major build up of the upper body because I got water wings instead of the muscles now. For her upper arms, uh, but uh, uh, my relationship with God is uh, is is confirmed as strong. Um, I believe He's uh, in my corner. He's in my family's corner. He's in that little blonde that you see. His corner. It's in everybody's corner. It's in my good friend Duke's corner. Uh, that man there is amazing in himself. Uh, you know, I look him down. He drove from Freddie to come to church this morning. Yeah, like, nice, you know, like, yeah, you know. Thank
0: you for praying as well, Duke. Yeah. So, I'm, so i actually asked Roger, and th- this won't be a test for you, I'll do this. So I said, Roger, you know, how would let's let's kind of come up with three points to summarize it. So I'm gonna read I'm gonna read these three points yeah. and then I'm gonna pray. And we're gonna uh, the three points, you know, that you kinda as we as we talked to this, the first one was the past is past, don't dwell on it roger had so many times in his life he could have been bitter about all the stuff that happened and and that as you said the past is past don't dwell on it know that god has a purpose for your life and i would say even when it's not very evident at the time what that purpose is and the third one live for today and be part of something that makes a difference in the world
1: yes uh go forward not backward don't live in the past Uh, what happened yesterday is yesterday live today you don't know what's going to come tomorrow because believe me you could fall. Uh now my daughter in law would say that I was probably sick before that because she's seen signs. She's a smart girl. Smart girl. <laughs> uh but uh, uh it's uh you know, um live that day, live it live it uh try to help at least one person. I try to help try to help one person each day if I can. If I uh, um if not then uh, uh, at least look after yourself. Yeah. (laughs) But be proactive. For sure.